In this podcast, Pamela Barty, a Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur and developer of a $100 million real estate empire, will share her inspiring underdog comeback story. And along with those of her guests, she'll share how you too, as an underdog, can rise up and succeed against all odds. Here's your host, Pamela Barty. Welcome everyone to another episode of Underdog. Today I have Slavika here with me today. How are you doing? I'm going great. And you? Doing lovely. So excited and honored to have you here today. Our our last conversation was so awesome. And the work that you have done is tremendous throughout your lifetime. I mean, 40 books, really? Like that's that's amazing. (laughs) And now film and God, you have a whole series of amazing things that I'm sure we'll talk about. But I'm so intrigued and inspired by your story and would love for you to share it with us. So, I mean, wherever you want to start, sort of where you are, where you were, where you're going, whichever way you feel is appropriate. I guess where I was is maybe this will inspire or help a lot of people, not sure. So I have grew up in not a lot of money. And when I was a kid, I was a real nerd. So I was very, very good at school, but I wasn't liked at all. My parents moved from Paris to Canada when I was eight. And I was uh, bullied, uh, like, really to a very, very bad level. And uh, and so I grew up with a lot of self-esteem issues, feeling that I didn't belong. I wasn't, you know, the kid, the in kid and that I was really not good enough. That was really something that I had to work with. And I was also very Cartesian, so I didn't believe in God, spirits, or anything like that. You know, I needed proof for everything. And I, and I was very negative and gloomy and pessimistic a little bit, but I had a drive, and I'd say I always reached my goals. That's something that I always used to, I always used to be like that, and that's something that you know, I had, but, but I, I started with a lot of handicaps to say the least. And then 2006 was like possibly one of the worst years of my life because I got divorced in a very, very negative kind of way. And uh, my dad died and it was really like, I was in the pits of darkness and it was so bad that I actually thought of ending my life like it was that bad and then I turned to the ceiling because I guess when it's that bad that's when you start praying because there's nothing else you know and so I turned to the ceiling and I said you know if there's a God if there's something if there's anything please save me or just kill me, you know, get rid of me or save me because I just can't handle. It was like, I didn't have money. My ex uh, didn't want the house that we just purchased. So I was in the hole for like $200,000 and I didn't have money to pay the house and I didn't have a job and my dad just died. And like, I, I didn't feel good in my body and everything, like everything. So just after I turned to the ceiling and asked for a miracle, an old couple knocked at my door and asked if I wanted to, if, if they could visit the, the place I was living because they were passing by. I lived in a very tiny little 
place in Canada and they, they just were passing by supposedly wanting to visit the house. So, you know, killing myself, letting the old people visit my house. <laughs> I let the old people visit my house. So they came, they were, you know, they loved the, the house. And then they invited me over and I went over and they gave me a book called The Secret to a Millionaire Mind. And they gave me the secret also like a film. And, you know, I had nothing else to do. I was so depressed that I started reading that book. And it was the first self-development book I've ever read. And I had never learned about self-help or, you know, the positive thinking or my, my life would have been completely different if I was, you know, initiated earlier. But I, I had no clue. But when I read that book, I thought, oh, really? I can really influence my life. Like I have that power. It's really within me. Well, if it's within me, then I'm going to change everything. And within a month and a half, I got a job. I started having money. I started investing in real estate and like out of not like with zero dollars, I started investing in real estate. So suddenly my life just completely changed Within a year, I, I was in the positive. So suddenly I went from under 200,000 to plus 300,000. Wow. So I was really like, and people started asking me, you know, how you did it. And so I started writing. That's when I started writing my first book. Wow. And that's, that's how I guess I really, and because of where I came from and because of the hardships that I lived, I really wanted to help a lot of people. I thought, you know, I want to share and, and inspire a lot of people that, you know, you can basically have whatever you dream of and whatever you want, if you really, you know, work at it and especially work from the inside, you know, if you transform yourself. So that's kind of the past of where I was. I'm a completely different person from that person in that hole that I was uh, almost unrecognizable. And uh, today, well, you know, for, like you said, 40 books later. <laughs> You're amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> 40 books. Oh Thank you. So, yeah, so I started writing massively because I wanted to share everything uh, I've learned and uh, everything I lived. And I kind of became kind of, you know, I had so much to say and so much to tell. And basically also because as soon as my first book got published, I had such a success that my publisher asked for another and another. And 2016, I had six books coming out at the same year. And so it was like oh. a big thing. Yeah. And uh, that's how I got also my green card as a person with extraordinary ability because I wrote all those books. And so uh, I owe my book writing to my green card, you know, so it's kind of cool. And now, yeah, so now I continue, I kind of went from writing books, I kind of slid into writing screenplays because I thought I can reach even more people. And then I opened up a film production company because I'm thinking, you know, that way I will really be able to create stories that are transformational and that will be able to really reach the heart of millions around the world. And most of my stories are really inspirational, transformational. A lot of are based on true stories and they're really meant to to bring people to another level of consciousness and, and also of, you know, really wanted to do something extraordinary with their life. 
So that's, or just have an inter, a moment of entertainment that makes them feel like a superhero. You know, I really want that. And I'm still, you know, I'm still coaching. I'm still helping people, you know, have extraordinary results. You know, I like to bring people from where they are to where they want to be and lightning speed. I love speed. I love seeing people transform before my eyes, you know, within like I had, I had a girl that just started with me and it was so funny because not for her, for me, because she said, you know, she was telling me about her relationship and it was such a disaster, like big red flag, big, horrible relationship. I could see the path of destruction right before my eyes. And, but she couldn't, she saw it, she was living it, she was hurting in it, but she couldn't, she didn't know how to let go. And, and so I told her, I said, let's, let's decide of a goal of when you're stepping out of this, you know, of this very bad relationship. And she told me in a year, you know, and for me it was like, uh-huh, you're going to stay a year in hell. <laughs> you know, are you kidding me? But for her, it was such, you know, a tremendous amount of courage and to find a way. And, and after half an hour with me, then, you know, we, we ended the, the conversation. She emailed me that she ended the relationship right there and then. So she, she saved basically a year of her life and more because before the conversation, she couldn't even imagine leaving that terrible relationship. So I mostly help entrepreneurs, mostly like in sales and, and having people, you know, scale three, 10 times their revenue. But I come, when I come across, you know, people like that, I, I, and, and actually her coaching is to increase our sales, but it, we stumbled about this huge roadblock of relationship that I think was poisoning and taking all, sucking the life out of her. So of course you cannot be successful if there's something in your life that's really making you feel miserable. So we got rid of that. Now we're going to scale our business. So I still do that and I get really thrilled and excited. You know, when I see results, when I see people, lives change. It's very, very powerful. And, you know, I feel blessed really to have that, not only a gift, but chance, you know, uh, to, I, it was one of my dreams. You know, I thought when, when my life was saved, you know, by these I believe sent from God this old couple that literally were like angels, right? And I thought, you know, I'd love if I can save one life with my life. Wow, you know, it would mean the whole world to me. And then that happened. And then I thought, wow, if I if I could do this five times, and then that happened. And I thought <laughs> if I could do it a hundred times, then I that happened. And a little bit like Forrest Gump, you know, running, <laughs> never stopping, you know. Yes. So uh, it's just that it's just such a blessing, you know. And it feel it makes you feel like your life is really worthwhile. That's where I'm at right now. Amazing. Oh, I have a lot of questions for you. I have a lot of okay. questions. So, I mean, the most amazing part, and thank you for sharing all that, by the way, I know some of it gets really personal and all of that, but when you were, you know, down and out and you're like saying, hey, universe, I'm at rock bottom. Like, what do you want? Like, help me, you know? And like that story with the older couple. So they just came to your door and just wanted to yeah. see the house. And then they magically gave you these books. It's like the universe was like, here's your token. 
you know, but yeah. you know what you did there is you asked. Yeah, that's exactly true. And yes, that's exactly true. It was a true asking. Um, and because I was, I guess, you know, we're more open when we're down to our knees uh, because there's no expectation, I believe. And because we're at that lowest point, I think we're more open to anything that comes in our way. We don't judge, we don't think, we don't, you know, we don't choose, we don't decide. And so we're more flexible, we're more open to what life really can offer, I think. I mean, I didn't see it at the time while it was happening, but after that, I reflected on it and I thought, my gosh, did that was really like an angel apparition. That was really an act of the universe, uh, totally immediately replying to my, to my cry for help, you know? So yeah, that's pretty, pretty crazy, pretty astonishing. How soon after you asked for that? Did that oh, it was like uh, an hour later. I was still in the middle of my living room looking at the ceiling when the door knocked. It was like that instantaneous. It was oh, like a manifestation. Uh, yeah, it was really, really weird. <laughs> really weird. Yeah. So I was going to say, you know, my other question was like, so once they gave you these books and stuff like that, because, you know, when you're down and out and you're doubtful of these things and because I was the same way, you, you think you know it all, you really don't, you know, like it's just part of our nature, right? And as we mature, you know, life happens and then you're like, okay, some things can't be explained and that's for a reason, right? But like in that moment, you know, how did you accept their gifts to your life and like actually implement them? Because the hardest part is for it to, you know, whatever you're going through to make it a habit, right? To make positivity a habit, to make gratitude a habit. How did you start to incorporate that in your life? Because I know sometimes when you're, when you're feeling like that, like it's like, you might try it for like a day or two and be like, oh, it's not working. You know what I mean? Like, so how did you get over that hump and really start to incorporate it? Yeah, I think it works really well when you're, you hit rock bottom. I think that's when it, it works the most, the learning. And I see it also with the people I coach. The worse their situation is, the easiest it is for me. Like if they're suicidal, it's going to be easier for me to, to bring them to the highest level of success they've ever encountered than if they're in a uh, comfort zone where they're okay, but, you know, it takes an effort to move because it's still okay. It's not that bad and I can tough it out a little more. You see what I'm saying? So I was in such a bad spot that, I had all the motivation in the world to get me out of there because I sincerely didn't want to die, you know, but it, it was like, so when they gave, like when I went to see them, because they came, they knocked at my door and I was like, my thought was literally, I kill myself or I go check who's at the door. You know, it was like, those are my two choices. And so, man, I didn't know how to kill myself. So I might as well go see who is at the door. And then, you know, they came in, they visited, then they told me to tomorrow, come and see us tomorrow. It was the same train of thought. You know, do I wait till tomorrow until I kill myself? You know, I was like, yeah, I can wait another day, you know? So then they gave me, they gave me the book. And because of that, because I had like literally nothing else on my agenda, you know, it was so bad that it was like, man, you know, I... 
I even either die or read this book. There's, man, what else is there today list to do? There's nothing else. So I picked up the, um, the secret of the millionaire mind and because it was like a two by four hit me, really, because suddenly I realized now, wait, because it was a millionaire writing a book about how to be a millionaire and telling me through the book immediately in the first pages saying, you don't have to believe anything I'm saying, just try it out and try it out and see for yourself. And I said, well, you know, I have nothing else to do than try it out. And the first thing that it said was if you really want to get out of your misery, you got to stop your bad habits. And my major bad habit was smoking. I was, a, I was like a chimney <laughs> and I used to smoke two packs a day. And immediately that was the end. I stopped smoking right there. And then I said, I really, because it was so, my situation was so bad that I thought I, I'm ready to do whatever it takes to get me out of this hole. And if, you know, if this book works, then great. If it doesn't, I'm going to still be where I am. So it's not like I can get any worse. You know, it's not like there's a fail and I'm going to lose anything there. I had nothing to lose. Mm. So I think that's when, you know, the kick in the butt works better. It's because there was nothing to lose. And I was ready to do anything to get me out of my situation. And so I did everything the book said and the secret, the other, the law of attraction. And then I thought, really? I, it was like a light, you know, was turned on in my head. And then I started reading absolutely everything I could put my hand on that had to do with success. And since then, it's now almost 15 years, I've, I've been obsessed with the study of success. It really became like a true obsession. I read probably 50 or 60 books a year about success, achieving goals, learning faster, everything that has to do with success, time management, you know, it, it became more than just a fascination. It became an obsession and my results changed so rapidly. I mean, let's say in August, I was killing myself in October. I was putting an offer for a triplex. That's how fast things changed, you know, and putting an offer without any money. I didn't have any money to put the offer. I just said, I gotta, I just gotta do what I really feel I wanna do. And, uh, and it just so happened that the guy who was selling the tri triplex was a multimillionaire. He didn't really care about money. So he took over the mortgage and I took over triplex with $4,000. You wow. know, that's, yeah. So suddenly my life like really changed immediately. And that's why people started asking me like, what are you doing? Because, you know, you stop smoking, you look better, you're having money. You now you have like, I started having one triplex, a second one, a third one. It's like, what on earth is happening to you? You know? And then that's when I started helping others. And as soon as I was financially free, I started writing books to help others, you know, achieve greater results. And then, you know, you practice it and you see just as the power that you have as a person to really have absolutely everything you want in life that brings your level of confidence to the roof, you know, then there's no more going back. Not needless to say, I had 
downfalls. You know, I had pits again, you know, because that's what an entrepreneur's life is like. You know, you, you fail, you, you pick yourself back up, you fail again. And so it's not like ever since that day, everything was rosy, but it, it changed my looking at problems. Instead of being overwhelmed by a problem, it was more a solution, more like seeking solution, you know, yeah. very different mindset. Your journey is incredible. And I love that you started writing books because you're like, if this is going to help people, I'm just going to keep going. And it was, I felt like it was also major healing for you to get that all out there into the universe. It's almost a showcase of your healing, but it's also healing others as you're doing it. Right. So what more beautiful thing could you possibly imagine than, than that? And you mentioned you read 50 to 60 books a year. Now, what would be your top three? Would you say? It's really a good question. I really like the success principles from Jack Canfield. Really like that. It's a book I read over and over again without going in the, you know, the usual, the usual suspects like the Napoleon Hill of this world and, you know, the usual books that you should read. I keep books and I write in them and I write in a notebook. I take the pieces of advice that help me the most and I copy them in notebooks instead of rereading all the books and that way I have like the essential knowledge you know what really was important into notebooks but uh, one that I took out recently with COVID is uh, it's called The Obstacle is the Way mm-hmm. I really first the title says it all but it's really about that it's really about finding the true opportunity in every obstacle and it's using the obstacle as an opportunity. And it's, it's really like changing completely your perspective and your mindset. There's a book that I really like. It's called Principles. I think it's Dallow. I forgot his first name. But he is the person who launched Bridgewater, the investment company. And wow. what he wrote is basically his principles of success. And what I liked about that, what I found unique is because he basically encourages everybody to have their their principles and what are principles they're the lessons that you learned to keep them always in a spot that you can access so that you don't make the same mistakes again so like one of his uh, principles is if it looks like something else it probably is and so don't try to figure it out again meaning If someone resembles in the way they act immediately, like someone else that you had trouble with, it probably is. So Mm. just skip the person entirely and don't go through the process of learning that again. So there's a lot of lessons that are really gold nuggets in that book, Principles. It's difficult to say top three because there's so, so many. You know, some books like the time management that I read from Brian Tracy really changed the way I manage. I use my time and completely transform my my mindset on, on how, you know, some principles about time how time is flexible and you can warp it. And so that I really like because, you know, I like, as you know, as you can tell, you know, I do a lot. I'm very productive. So I like to use the every second of time that I have because I like to do nothing. You know, I like to, to stay and just let my, you know, just think, use my brain and do physically nothing. 
so that I can think. I like think the act of thinking. And so I'd say those, I just now purchased a, a few books that are coming about scaling because I do it. What I do, I always like to read even more on it. I read like a lot of books on screenwriting. On screenwriting, I'd say my number one would be something called uh, Save the Cat. Save the Cat is the absolute best book I've ever read on screenwriting. You know, I keep on like, I also am addicted to Masterclass, you know, masterclass.com. So you have all these classes to learn from. So I take that as well. And I think, you know, what doesn't grow dies. And the more you work on growing, well, the faster you see results around you. And it's, it's just, you know, I like speedy cars. I like speed, you know, I like to go fast to where I'm going, you know, why waste the time? Right. Oh my gosh. Wow. And so out of, oh, this is probably going to be another tough question for you. Out of everything you've ever written, out of all your books, what is your favorite book? I'd say the last one I've written is probably my favorite. It's called Bankrupt to Millionaire. Because when I wrote it, I put everything I knew at that point. Mm -hmm. So and Jack Canfield interviewed me on it and he, he read it and he said that it's inspirational and perspirational because you have work while you do it. You <laughs> that's awesome. While you read it, you have to work. So I'd say that's the, and, and possibly the first one that got officially published, I'd say by a publisher because it was, you know, it launched my career completely. You know, I went from zero to you know skyrocketing income after that book so i'd say that as well it was a book in french on the law of attraction what would be your best piece of advice you would say from from that book best piece of advice is really that from the law of attraction i'd say you need to learn to put yourself in your future self today. If you're able to bring your future self today and vibrate on that level, the entire universe will work and everything you are then, now, you'll bring to yourself now everything in that future, mm. almost instantly. And so the hardest part evidently is to be that person in the future now. So, because we put way too much attention to our present reality. By the time the light hits our present reality, the present reality is already in the past. Mm. And so the people that don't change their realities or that are, feel stuck because they pay too much attention to their present past circumstances. And in order to manifest or to to go at light speed to where you want to be, you have to be completely irrealistic and not at all pay attention to your current circumstances. Mm. And then it goes really fast. Visualiz like everything changes really fast. Mm. It's more than visualization. Visualization is the, you know, is in the head to imagine. But I'm I'm speaking of becoming. Mm. So 
And it's not even acting as if. Acting as if is a part of it. If you got up tomorrow, and as you got up, you decided that you got every decision, everything you do, everything you think, everything you feel is like the person you already are in your future self, already everything you feel. So you can't feel disappointment or lack or, and you can't think of thoughts of today, but only as the person you are in the future it's very hard to do mm-hmm. but if you're able to do that everything speeds up at light speed and it's just it becomes surreal because suddenly opportunities you're gonna get an email a phone call a person you meet on the street like i give you just a quick example that is absolutely not even because i wasn't even at that level when i did this but A few years ago, my dream was to uh, go sailing. I wanted to sail so much. I love sailing. Actually, now where I live, if you would see, I only see sailboats in front of my window. Wow. And I always wanted that. And so I went to the, so I painted sailboats. I put them all in my bedroom. So I would always see sailboats when I go to bed. I used to, to put a video where there was sailing in the video just before I went to bed. And my entire wardrobe was of a sailor. So it looks absolutely stupid because everybody was, no, it's not Halloween, but I believed it so, and I acted as if I was sailing and I spoke as if I was a sailor. And I came across a person I've never met before on the street that noticed my outfit and said, ooh, you look like uh, someone who loves a sailing. Of course, I replied said, well, I'm looking for someone to help me, a crew on my sailboat in Greece. Do you want to come? You know, your food, everything's paid up for. You just have to pay your ticket and you spend, you know, six weeks uh, with us uh, in Greece. I said, yes, immediately, not even thinking, because that's exactly what I wanted to do. And when I got there, I actually switched boats and I went for 12 weeks, two, two times six, in, on the Greek islands. And it was the, one of the most amazing trips I've ever done. And when I got back home, I turned on the TV and that stupid tape of the sailing and thing that I was watching every day started on the TV. And I noticed that actually that piece of film was happening in Greece. So I even programmed my mind that I was going in Greece, sailing there, and it happened extremely fast. And I didn't have any money, like it was out of the blue. So, and so I really believe it. So if you really, that, that's my piece of advice. If you really want something, whether it's physical, like uh, healing your body, like I've healed people. Like I can say that without even blinking. I've healed people from cancer. I've healed someone from a third degree burn on their face. So the the mind can do things that are surreal, the power that we have. So I would say, if you really want something in the future, become that future self. Mm. And the universe will completely mold to you. I absolutely love that. Oh my gosh. I was going to ask you what your future self would tell your younger self, but I feel like that's probably 
what you would have said is but i wouldn't want to see oh my my future self to tell me today i i accept but i don't i don't like so much when people say you know what would you tell your future your past self because i wouldn't be the person i am today if i didn't make the mistakes back then you know so i i wouldn't want to change that that trajectory but I think, yeah, I think what my future self continues to tell me all the time is just to let go more so I can be even more surprised of what life can offer. Let go more and practice more. Just the practice of mindfulness and of transformation. I love that. And now the amazing films that you're working on now in the screenplays i know you said you're working on your first one now yes so basically now i'm working on actually i have a 10 a slate of 10 films that i'm working on and they're all very quite different in in style because of covid things have slowed down just because it's very difficult to shoot you know, due, due to insurance policies and traveling and everything. But I'm very, very excited. I have very different projects, whether it's a faith-based film. I have also a psychological thriller, two thrillers and historical dramas. And it's the next incredible step in my journey. I'm very excited and very, very much looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to it as well. I can't wait. Is there any set date roughly when you think the first one will launch at least? Well, it was supposed to be uh, this winter, but with things the way they are happening, I have the feeling we'll, we'll probably postpone till uh, the beginning of next year or the spring mm. uh, for shooting. And then release will probably be either in the summer or the fall. Uh, next year but uh, yeah and then it's gonna be another uh, you know another pretty incredible uh, I'm very excited you know once the first one is out it's gonna be like the books is gonna be one after another you know I can't wait oh my gosh I'm so excited can we give a little tease on the first one the name or anything? Can you share? So, well, there's two that are really at the opposite, which is kind of funny. One is it's called A Walking Miracle, and it's based on a true story of a, a young guy that had a terrible accident, and he died three times. And when the third time he awoke, he went into a 45-day coma. Wow. So the doctors wrote him off. They told the parents that, you know, there was no way this guy's gonna ever be quote unquote normal. You know, his brain would be very damaged and he wouldn't never be the same person. Well, it just so happens that he woke up after 45 days of coma with no issues at all, apart from having rehabilitation in his body, but his brain is intact. And so it's a case of one in a billion of that happening. And me, I wanted to, you know, I got inspired by that story and I wanted to do a movie that's, you know, that's really praising the power of prayer and the power of belief and, and having something very unique because in the film, what I do also is I introduce his perspective, the POV of the coma, the guy who, you know, he's locked out and it's, it has like a meaning for 
not only his perspective in terms of, you know, the fight for his life, but also the theme of not being heard or seen. I think there's a lot of people that suffer with that not being seen for who you really are and wanting to break through so that people actually love, you feel the love for who you are. So that's kind of the underlying theme. So that's one. And the other one's completely different called The Pact. And it's a psychological thriller and it's fictional, of course. It's the, hopefully it's based on three girls, three millennials that decide to have babies to have more likes on social media. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, completely different. And, but there is a theme. The underlying theme is really what does love mean in a society where we're so driven by what you know people we've never met met think of us through social media and all that you know that kind of very cosmetic world you know where nothing is actually profound and real and deep you know and so it's really a, a satire of that whole universe and you know it's still a thriller you know because they you know they start killing each other and and you want to find out who killed who, who's oh. going to survive till the end and so and there's some comedy in it but dark comedy yeah i can't wait to do that i think it's going to be a major hit i really do it's the kind of films that really and but there is and there is a a twist i can't say there's a twist at the end that really nobody ever su suspects You'll have to, to watch the movie at least three times to figure out, you know, how I build it so that twist happens at the end. Oh, but it's really, yeah, it's, it's everybody that reads the script is like, I would have never imagined it would end like this. So it's kind of cool. I'm yeah. so excited. We got two sneak peeks. That's even more awesome. Yeah, two sneak peeks. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Cool. I'm so excited for you to launch and like just all your brilliant work. Like you're just, you keep magnifying and magnifying bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm so excited for your films because that, that has the potential to reach just like your books. Your books have changed a lot of lives as well. You know, you were telling me that story when you arrived at a book event and you're like, are these people here for me? Oh my God. You know, you don't realize the power that you, that you hold, you know, how much power we hold within us, you know? And it's like, you were just going out there writing and putting your heart on paper. And then the world just responded in such a positive and beautiful way, you know? Yeah, there's, there's nothing like it. Like, seriously, I got so humbled and still, you know, I still get, you know, emails from readers and it's very humbling it's very you know it's crazy to think that someone in a tiny country in a place you almost never heard of read you and was in their life was actually changed and impacted by your thoughts and writing and it's it's very humbling it, it's surreal for me it really is I find that I feel more that I'm channeling something that's bigger than me than I don't, I don't think it's actually like me that I, I do that. I feel more that I'm like an antenna and I pick that up somehow yeah. and I'm blessed enough to put it out and have, you know, it distributed and people reading it. And, but I don't take 
the only credit I can take is that I have the antenna and I'm willing to take notes, you know, write it down, but that's about it. Oh, you're extremely talented. That's without a doubt. And you're so humble too. I just love, I love your approach to everything and just your mindset and your mentality. Such a beautiful spirit in every way. And I'm just so excited to see everything that happens with the films. And I'm sure you're going to continue with the books too. And just keep bringing more beauty into the world, you know, and I'm just honored to meet you and to have you here today with us. I know you've dropped so much amazing knowledge and advice and wisdom everywhere. So thank you so much. And now you got to let everybody know where to find you and in, in your films too, where to find them. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, of course uh, you can go on my website. I think it's the easiest way, slabikabogdanov.com. I think, you know, all the links are there. And of course, social media, like everybody else, you know, uh, on Facebook, if you find my name, you know, send me a little hi and I'll be more than happy, you know, to reply and, uh, and Amazon, of course, with all my books. But if people go on my website, I think they'll, they'll find me. Thank you so much, Slavika. So, so, so nice to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank well, you. thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I, I wish you so much success. Like you have no idea. The only dream that I've been chasing is my own. So that's it for today's episode of Underdog. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day with Pamela herself in Boston, Massachusetts. Be sure to go to theunderdogshow.com and pick up a copy of Pamela's free gift and join us on the next episode. <laughs>